Welcome to another episode of Reading the Bible, a podcast to help us be better readers of the Bible, and specifically better readers of the Bible as a community. And so we do that by discussing how to read the particular book that's being preached through at Hope Presbyterian Church. And we've been spending the summer in the book of Psalms. And now, after being in Luke in the New Testament, we're returning to the Old Testament. And we want to lay a foundation for our faith and for hope as a church that is growing in many ways. And there's really no better place to lay a foundation than the book of Genesis. If we, as a church, as hope, are going to have a growing understanding of the overall story of the Bible and all of its theology, we have to understand Genesis. Because Genesis, in so many ways, lays the foundation for the whole Bible. And so we'll be beginning a preaching series on Genesis this coming Sunday. And so we will spend some time on this podcast talking about how to read Genesis. Now, there is a lot we could say about Genesis, but maybe the most helpful thing to do, especially for such a large book as Genesis, is to try to wrap our heads around the broad structure of the book. Genesis can be divided essentially into three parts. The creation account in chapter 1 through chapter 2 around verse 3 and then a section that talks about Adam through Abraham, so chapter 2, verse 4, through around chapter 11. And then the third section is from 11, verse 27, through the end of the book, and it really lays out the history of the patriarchs, so the men like Jacob and Isaac and Joseph. And throughout these last two sections, there's a phrase that's repeated over and over again that really helps to structure the book, to add scaffolding to the book as we read it. And that phrase is, the generations of. We see this phrase 11 times, and usually right before a long list of names. And so what is going on in Genesis? Why is Genesis so concerned with these lists of names or genealogies. Is this just some outdated ancient genre of literature that honestly we find pretty boring? It's pretty easy to skip over in our attempts to read through the Bible? Well, there's at least one thing we can take away from this, and it's that there's a clear genealogical focus to the book of Genesis. Moses, the author of Genesis, is telling a story about a people. And this is significant. The entire Bible is the story of God saving his people through one person. And you may have heard the story of the Bible summed up with the words creation, fall, redemption, and consummation. So creation being the beginning of all things, the fall being man's fall under the curse of sin through Adam and Eve, redemption being the 
story of Scripture of God redeeming his creation ultimately through the person of Jesus, and then consummation, when Jesus will bring the fullness of his kingdom to bear on the earth, and we will reign with him forever. Creation, fall, redemption, consummation. This is the broad story of Scripture. But here is why Genesis is so foundational. We actually see this entire story in Genesis, and we don't even have to go past the first three chapters. Genesis 1 to 3 is a microcosm of the entire story of the Bible. So let's look at that really quickly. So in Genesis 1 and 2, this is the creation account. There's the initial creation account in Genesis 1, and then in Genesis 2, there's a sort of retelling, a a more poetic account of Adam and Eve. And then in Genesis 3, we're most familiar with the fall of Adam and Eve after they ate the fruit, right? But you can see a hint of redemption in this chapter as well. There is good news tucked into the curses that Adam and Eve get in seed form, literally seed form. In verse 15 of chapter 3, God promises to redeem his people. Again, it's a story about people through the seed of the woman, through the offspring of the woman. And this offspring is going to crush the head of the serpent. He's going to defeat death. And so the entire Bible is really an unfolding out of Genesis 3.15, following the story of how God is moving his people along, how he is redeeming us from sin through Jesus as the promised offspring who defeats sin and death, and how ultimately he will redeem all of creation. As the story of Scripture ends in the book of Revelation, and we see really in many ways the reversal of Genesis 3. We see God dwelling again with his people in a place, a real physical place, where we experience God's presence. And Genesis is where we learn who this God is. And so as we begin at the beginning, keep this story of Scripture in mind. The story of God's creation being subjected to the fall, but his promise of redemption and ultimately of renewing all things and look for these gospel glimpses throughout Genesis. Remember that even as we trudge through a long book full of long lists of names and people, God has called a people for himself. And don't forget that the New Testament actually opens with a long list of names. Matthew begins his gospel account by reaching all the way back to Genesis, as far back as Abraham, showing us that the promised seed of Genesis 3 has come. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. 